Welcome back to the Diamond Download. Chase, guess where I am? Uh, Tallahassee. Based off your backgrounds, I know where you're at. Any points? How'd you know, man? How'd you know? No. Is it, was I? I think the last one I was here, too. Yeah, but you have been back to Miami once or twice since. Yeah. People are going to think I haven't left, but no, I just I just happen to travel a lot to Tallahassee for Thank business. You. How are you? For business. Doing great, man. <laughs> Bro, I posted a thread yesterday about like my fitness journey. Kind of like as a joke, because I'm like not a fitness guy at all. Like for anybody who doesn't know, like I was, if you look at older episodes of the Diamond Download, like I was kind of chubby. Were you? And like the lighting might not be super fair to me right now, but I've definitely lost, I've lost like 20 pounds. Wow. Um, crazy. Yeah, no. Um, And I posted this thread on like how I did it. And like, it's the worst advice ever. Um, But if anybody wants to like <laughs> follow the, what do they call it? The Cardinal Shred System. Then like, feel free to. <laughs> just follow what I did. It's super unhealthy and like not sustainable, but like it works. Dude, I love it. I'll find that after. I didn't see it. Chase, you don't need it. You're you're lean as a as a bull, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, dude, let's do this. Yeah, I'm so no yeah, man. Let's let's jump right into this. So, first off, we got. I mean, some people don't know this, but somebody's birthday is coming up. Yeah, birthday's on Friday. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Not mine, by the way. It's your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. On, so Black Friday. on Black Friday. Wow. What a gift. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> um, I mean, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about like your, your Black Friday plans in a minute, but definitely I'm curious. I mean, let's keep it light for the first topic. Just tell us about your birthday plans, bro. Yeah. So last year I turned 30 and we wanted to do kind of something cool and fun with a bunch of family and friends. So we rented some Airbnbs out in Palm Springs. We had I don't know, 20 something or so people last year. And we had so much fun that we're going to run it back this year. So we rented two Airbnbs, Palm Springs, got some golf planned, um, some games, we've got like a pool, jacuzzi, we've got a pool table. So just going to spend it with some really close family and some friends and going to golf a bunch. Oh, yeah, bro. I love it. I love it. You You still love your golf, huh? It's so fun to be able to go spend four to five hours with my dad, my brothers, uh my cousin my father-in-law my brother-in-law just the best so we're gonna have a great time the original D. Exactly. exactly you and i are both you and i are both constantly on do not disturb on our phones oh i live constantly. on D. huh i live on do not disturb yeah do you have like an exception in your phone for like family and shit like that or no no so i used to do it i was in whatever the focus mode was now my phone is always in sleep mode so no one gets through. I don't see notifications, nothing. Wow. That's potentially dangerous as yeah. a man of two children. But uh, yeah, so. <laughs> you you were on the, the list of approved before you, my brothers, a couple other people were on it. But now everyone is uh, sent straight to voicemail. But if you call twice, anyone gets through. Yeah, dude, D&D is the way to go. But like what you're what you're basically talking about, like just playing a game of golf with your boys. That's real life D&D. Yeah, we I went golfing last week actually for my brother's birthday. I think I called you on the way there, mm-hmm. and I maybe touched my phone one or two times during the four or five hours. Like, I it just I don't want to be bothered. I just want to be offline, hanging out, having a good time. I think mentally, if you're out golfing and you touch your phone and you are, you know, kind of consumed in text and work and Slack yeah. and DMs, whatever, it just messes you up. Golf is such a yeah. mental thing that you have to be focused. So. It's made a huge difference. 
Yeah, I respect that, man. Totally makes sense. I did I tell you I, I've been to Top Golf a couple of times? Yeah, I saw I saw a video from when uh, your team came to visit you. I know you went a few times there, and I know your thing has been tennis lately. Dude, I suck at golf. <laughs> like it's so bad. I always like, bro, because I have this like golf game on my phone that I'm addicted to. If anybody wants to like, if everybody wants to like have something in common with me, download Golf Battle on your phone and uh-huh. just like play it six hours a day, like I do. And like, so I play it so much. And so like, I thought for some reason that if I just went to a golf course, I'd be like, it can't be that hard. It's like translate. to get a birdie. Like you get a bird. Like I don't know. I didn't think it was gonna be that difficult. And then I I go to Top Golf and I. I start hitting balls and I'm like, oh, this is way more mechanically intense than I thought it was going to be. Like, there's a lot here. Look, here, I'll show you my swing. So like, all right, <laughs> butt out. The upswing is what I have an issue with. Cause like, I know I want to do that with my hips and I have to keep my head down. How did that look? That was actually pretty good. <laughs> looked nice. Butt out. <clears throat> looked great. Oh my god, dude. I hope people are watching this on YouTube versus on the podcast. That was great. Yeah, yeah. If you're just listening, just just picture what I just did. Just picture the most wonderful golf swing you've ever seen out of a 24-year-old never played golf guy in in, uh, in your life. Okay. Next one, bro. Um, let's get serious here. Okay, let's do it. Oh, sunshine and rainbows over here in the business world. Like we, we have to talk about stuff sometimes. So I think we should talk about I, I wanted to come up with some some tips for brand new entrepreneurs. Um, because there's a lot of people uh, in both of our audiences that are, um, like entrepreneurs, people who are like seeing it kind of happen and like not really knowing like how to do it. Um, I wanted to give some tips for people who are like kind of just getting started because like that's honestly my favorite demo to help. Like, obviously, that's why I do TikTok and that's why I tweet the way I do. But like, I think we should just go back and forth. You want me to start? Go for it. Yeah, let's hear it. First one. People don't want to hear this. Like people like you and I probably don't want to hear this. Advanced people. But the best business that you can start as a beginner is one that everyone's already doing. Like the first tip I have is copy what already works basically to the T. Like down to the to the molecule, copy what works. Like, dude, you know the reason why so many people were doing like email marketing agencies back in 21, uh, 21 and 22? It's because of you, bro. It's because you dropped the course and everyone wanted to do it because they knew that if they just followed the chase down in playbook, it was going to work. Yeah. And so like, and not going to lie, I also had an email agency. Like it's the, it's probably one of the easiest businesses to yeah. fulfill on. There's already demand for it. People already know what it is. They want it. They know they need it. It's a pretty easy thing to learn. And all you have to do to make, you know, six figures is just get like, three or four clients paying you like a, a monthly retainer. Like it's really easy. And I think a lot of people should just do more of that. It's just like straight up copy other businesses, like straight up. It's a little bit unethical when you start to like copy, like, I don't know, like their websites and stuff like that. And like anything that's a little bit too like personal for the most part, like the model, like just swipe it, especially as a beginner. What do you think of that? Yeah. And that's that kind of translates and related to my next tip. Or I guess my first tip, which is related is like, Pick something that you're obsessed with. Pick something that you could see yourself doing for one, three, five, ten years. Um, I, I think when I think about all my businesses that I've done well versus doesn't ha- haven't, it's like what I'm innately passionate about and what I'm deeply obsessed with, right? Because I just want to become better every day. So I think if you pick a a model that is successful and b it's something that you're actually interested in, bro, that is like the golden recipe and the golden ticket for success because you're going to eat, sleep, drink, 
shower in thoughts about this, right? Like anytime I think about anything, it's about email or LinkedIn or just growth. Like it is just so ingrained in me that I want to do it all the time and I want to get better. So I think pick something that's working and make sure that that thing that's working is something that you're actually interested in. Dude, that's so funny because that's that's one of the things I had written down here is like really, really like force yourself to get obsessed with it and like just consume everything about it. Yeah. The one caveat I'll, I'll say is like, I think you and I are lucky where we were able to find something kind of right off the bat that we were passionate about. A lot of people aren't like that. Like, and we also like, to be real, bro, like, it's not like we were in dire straits before we started our businesses. Like some people are in the trenches. Like some people are trying to find their way out of something. And so for example, like one of my friends, his first business was not, it wasn't even a business, bro. It was his first little scheme was like back in the day, Coinbase used to like give out very generous referrals. And so my friend started like, I think it was like 180 or something Coinbase accounts using his own referral code, wow. made a couple of and, um, and then now he can't use Coinbase because he, they, okay. So basically what happened is it's actually kind of funny. Um, he couldn't start another account because they basically blocked his IP address or whatever somehow. And they said, Hey, like you can get your Coinbase, you can use Coinbase again, as long as you delete all the other accounts that you made that weren't real. Oh, he, and he made 180 accounts. He didn't actually get 180 people. He made them. No, he, he made a bunch of fake accounts. Oh, oh, dang. Yeah. And so, and, but like the, the problem with that is like, it's 180 email addresses, random email addresses and passwords that he no longer has any access to, has no idea what the passwords are. So we just can't use Coinbase anymore. Oh my but God. like stuff like that, I feel like is not so like you can't really be passionate about that i was super passionate about copywriting and that's why i kind of had that second point here immerse yourself in information like go into the lab like dude everything that i consumed was about copywriting i was reading your it was okay so it was like a combination of twitter there's a lot of your stuff on twitter that i was reading at the time like old like older school guys from money twitter that were just like spitting game so like just like a ton of social media listening to podcasts like every time i was in the car i was listening to some sort of copywriting podcast i would go on drive specifically so i could listen to a podcast like i'd see one download it and be like i'm gonna go on a drive today so i can listen to this um ton of youtube videos books um talking to family members like dude every everyone like er, everything everything you can do like yeah just immerse yourself in and get obsessed that's like a, a a thing that you should do for sure i love that yeah and i think that was my last one too was like the obsession it's like a the the passion and obsession like those are similar but different right like i think the the first one is like i actually have an interest in this and and whether you do have an interest in or not you have to be obsessed right you have to be committed to finding a way to make it work you have to go to the ends lane so it's it's always really scary when you you know bump up a head to head with someone that's obsessed it doesn't matter what obviously within the law it doesn't matter within the law what it's going to take, this person is just going to figure it out. So I think being savvy and being a go-getter and just even sometimes brute force, right? You could either work really hard, work really smart or both. But I think the person that has, I guess, everything to lose and nothing to lose where they have so much at stake where, you know, they have to just win and they're willing to spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week competing. That is like where the magic happens. So, uh, and then I think the other one with that too is like, try to solve a problem that you're facing 
or try to come up with a solution to something that you're already paying for. Like for me with the LinkedIn business, dude, I was already paying other people to do it. It's something I was a customer of. It was something that people started asking me on my journey of growth. Can you help me grow my account? So I think also like listening to the problems that you have and the problems that your friends and family have. And the more times that you hear the same recurring problem, that's something that you actually can solve or you think you can solve, go do that thing. Because there's clearly product market fit, there's demand, and there's not a great solution. I agree. I agree. I think that's, again, I think that might be something that's maybe more of like someone's second business. Yeah. Because like that's usually something that you can take, like those, those specific types of problems. Um, but like, dude, just thinking about like when when you're just starting your first six months, seeing problems and thinking about what you could build, like, and not even having to build it. Like I remember doing that a lot when I was first like starting to understand business. I was like, this person's having this ish- this issue. What would I do to solve that? I would do, I would probably create a product that looks like this and I would market it like this kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you used to do little like exercises in your head that like are all hypothetical. You don't have to actually do it, but like it just gets you thinking about different ways to solve problems. And I think that's a really good way. Cause like, dude, like I, I feel like at a, I'm at a point now where it's like, I can kind of solve any business problem. Like if someone came to me, I'm not going to like become a consultant or any shit like that because like I might be wrong. I might just be like doing it my way, but yeah. I feel like I can look at a business and it doesn't look like, um, a big, you know, sort of conglomeration of parts. It just looks like a math problem to me. And so I'm able to like look at it and you can probably do this too. And I can be like, all right, this variable is not going to work. Let's swap this out because like the product is good and this is good, but like this marketing thing might not be working. And maybe this channel is not the best way to do this. Um, so yeah, I think, I think this is all, this is all good stuff, man. I actually have one more. And actually um, I have a story after too on that. Okay. Do you want to, should, should you do the first? Oh uh, yeah. I, mean, I guess the story is relevant to this. So um, I think this is like taking what you just said, right? Like, I think you're right. Some of the stuff we talked about is probably better for second time people, but one, one example. So my father-in-law was working at nine to five. This was, I don't know, 30 something years ago. And at his nine to five, they sold, uh, I think they, they sold like, or they did business forms or something. This was back, I don't know, before printers or round printers. They did something around business forms where they help corporations with, I, I don't even know what that means. And one of his clients came to him and was like, Hey, you guys are doing the business form. That's great. Can you also help me with like uh, hang tags or labels or trims for our clothing? Like, it's cool that you're doing all this, but can you also do this? And he said, yeah, we could do that. And they started trying to figure it out, figured out how to source it, how to supply it. He went to his boss and was like, look, we got a contract for, I don't know what it was, $5,000 for this new thing this customer wants. I think we should do it. And his boss was basically like, who do you think you are? You're not an entrepreneur. How dare you do this? All we do is business forms. We're not going to fulfill the labels. Like, don't ever think about anything again, like, basically. And he's yeah. like, all right. So on the side, he was like, client A, uh, we can't do it at our company. I've did all the work already. If you want it, here's what I got. So he started kind of doing that on the side. And then he left to go start his own business, selling the thing that a bunch of people then started asking either A, organically, or B, once he kind of prompted them. He then started that. So he was working nine to five, kept hearing a recurring problem that there was not a solution to. He tried to bring this new solution to his company that could have been an easy, great opportunity. And they told him basically to F off. So he started his business. They actually tried suing him and they lost, thankfully. They tried suing him for like a million dollars. You know, he had just started his company. He didn't even have a million dollars. He ended up winning 
And he still runs the same business. He owns the same business 30, 31 years later, um, selling labels and hang tags and things like the most random niche thing you could ever think of that uh, he kind of fell into based off of what he was doing already and just tried to become an entrepreneur and entrepreneur and came up with a solution. And, you know, now he has a great business and provided him a great life. So just be aware whether you have a nine to five or whatever you're doing, if you're freelancing, um, there's opportunity everywhere. You just have to be able to seek it out or kind of listen for it. Interesting. That's a great story. Dude, that guy sounds like a terrible boss. Terrible boss. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, the last one I had was uh, whatever you do, don't overthink, which like sounds like a simple one. But like, dude, this is something I've struggled with a lot. I don't know if you ever have. I think you're pretty like A type where like you don't really overthink too much, but like a lot of people struggle with this too. And like, I'll give you a more recent example because this kind of makes sense to me now. Um, so like, dude, obviously when I was starting copywriting, like it took me a long time to get going because like I did overthink about the details, like how exactly in what order am I going to learn this stuff? Yeah. And like, it was like a big issue because it was like, I don't want to like miss a step or do it wrong. And then like bother people or like, you know, if, if somebody like calls me out, like I, I don't want to feel like rejected or anything like that. So I would really like stress about that. And dude, recently, like I've been kind of trying to learn Spanish. I sent an email about this. I don't know if you got it. Um, but like, that's like for a while I was thinking like, okay, like how do I do this? Like, do I like get like a personal tutor? Do I like, do I go online and do coaching or do I like straight up go to a class or do I just do Duolingo or like, how do I, should I just go to Mexico? Like, how do I do it? <laughs> and I was thinking about all these different steps and stuff like that. And I was like, I was thinking like, you can't like really see into the future and know exactly what the process is going to look like. You just kind of have to start. And so I just downloaded Duolingo and I started doing it. And it's like super basic stuff. Like, 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 as a estudiante, like he's a student, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it's all like BS, like Spanish that I'm probably never going to use. Like, um, necesito un boligrafo. Like I need a pen. You know what I mean? Like that, uh, this is not like normal stuff, but like, since I've started like picking up on little words and stuff like that, I've, I've like found the the path to actually learning like yeah. a little bit more clearly. And it's like, I didn't have to overthink at the beginning and think like, should I do this? Like, what should I do? Like, just pick something and then just go with it. And then you're going to learn naturally as you go. And now three weeks later, you're fluent. I love it. <laughs> um, on that note, I think like maybe this is terrible advice. Maybe it's good advice. But I think for me, like when I went to business school, the thought of writing a business plan was so daunting. And that almost made me like not want to start a business. And now like thinking about like actually having to come up with a like a concrete business plan that's in writing, that's 10, 15, 20 pages, however long it used to be in school. That to me, like I think forced me to overthink. And I think a lot of times, you know, overthinking is basically the the thing that prevents you from doing the thing that you're going to do, right? That is like the the paralyzation part. So I, I think like it's so interesting, like the things I think about from school that we learn, I think those were the things that caused me to overthink. And it's been a lot of years of like unlearning those bad habits, quote unquote, um, and just acting, right? Acting on gut, acting on impulse, and then finding a way to kind of figure it out and make it work. It's like, think about it. Obviously, I'm just saying like, don't start a business that you haven't thought about. Like I think about it, but a lot of times I just think about it in my head and I'm just so into it that I start it. And then I figure things out on the fly. I think that was kind of your point too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's dope, man. That's yeah. Business plans are, are for dorks. <laughs> yeah. Plans. 
we simply dream it and it becomes true. Exactly. Okay. Um, damn, that, that was a long segment, but let's keep it going. Um, this is more of a, and I haven't really thought about this. I kind of have, but I'm just more so thinking about what you think. Do you think that self-development equals success in business? Because it seems like, especially in our community on Twitter, a lot of people kind of overlap with the idea of like being super fit and being super well-read and like meditating and doing all this inner work. Um, and that's, that's pretty common. We hear that a lot, but there's also people that say the opposite where it's like, if you do the inner work, you're kind of like screwing yourself because that might be your edge. Like the brute to force thing is basically saying like, don't do the inner work, just like make money first. And then everything else becomes great after. Do you think that it's almost a prerequisite for someone to like do all of this other self-development stuff outside of making money before they do that? No, no. I think oftentimes like Again, I think it depends. I think a lot of us have different predispositions towards different things. Um, to me, something like the spirituality stuff is a little bit too woo-woo. Like I, I I can't do just certain things like that. I, I don't think I could really meditate. And there's just certain things that I've been invited to that I've just opted out of just because I don't, I don't know, it kind of freaks me out a little bit, just certain weird things. Like, um, but I think like becoming successful allows you to have like the freedom and the financial ability to do some of those things. But I, I think to me, the most important things are like eating decently well to well, like, right. What you put in is what you get out. I think sleep is super important. And I think working out is super important, right? I think that is super important for just like your mind, your body. I don't think it's required to be successful. Right. Uh, I think everyone has these different things, but yeah, f- for me, the more success I get, the more time I feel like I get to spend on doing the other things. Like for me, golf is very therapeutic. Like I don't go to therapy, but like golf is therapeutic. Uh, every day I have like the tunnel in my office. I'll do the tunnel for 20, 30 minutes. So, you know, we go on walks every afternoon. So I think some of those things like are really important for just being your best self, but I don't think they're necessarily like a prerequisite if that's what you're asking. Yeah. I, I think, think I think you're right. I think there's like some core things you should work on. I think that I, and I've, I've hypothesized this before. You should focus on one thing at a time. So like, let's just say like health, wealth relationships, right? So health is like all the, um, you know, like obviously fitness and sleeping well and diet and all that stuff. Wealth is making money and then relationships be like relationships with others and like with, you know, whoever you're attracted to or like your friends and social circle or like yourself. And I think like, if you're going to focus on, if you're going to try and build all those up, I think you should do one at a time. I remember like when I first started making money, the part of the reason I grew, and I might just be saying this, but part of the reason I grew really fast in terms of business, like my income and everything was because I did not go to the gym. Like I was, I was pretty chubby. It was COVID and I had no social circle. Like I had like, I had like my girl at the time that I was with, but like, I didn't really have friends and like, I didn't go out at all. Like all I did was work. I put all of my eggs into the wealth basket. I think there are other people and Griff is like another example of like kind of the other, like another side of it where it's like, he was doing his thing with copywriting and making money, but his main priority was to get fit. Like he was, he was pretty overweight. For anyone who doesn't know, Griff is my younger brother. He's also a copywriter. He's ripping now. But like for a long time, all of his eggs were in the health basket. And it was like, just get lean, just lose this body fat and get jacked. And again, he had a girl too, but like he didn't really have a lot of friends. 
And then as soon as he like um, was done with like the fitness thing and he, he had kind of conquered that journey, then he moved over to business and started making a ton of money. And then he started moving over to the relationships thing. And now he's a well-rounded person, but he didn't try and do it all at once. And I think a mistake that a lot of people make is like, they see some, you know, motivational video on YouTube and they try and get rich and, you know, have a circle of women that all love them and lose, you know, 50 pounds all in the same like time period. I think you have to do one at a time, um, but they do all help each other. I think that is true. Like, I think like if you're, if you're used to conquering one of those three things, then you'll be better at conquering another. Like yeah. once you get the momentum of like, yes, I've, I've crushed my fitness goals, time to move to wealth or I've crushed my wealth goals, time to move to relationships. I feel like um, that just, it just makes it easier for you. I like that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Otherwise it's like trying to master three things at once and each one requires a different set of mastery and they're all hard, right? For mm-hmm. sure. I like that. Yeah, man. Um, last thing, like actual last thing. Um, do you want to uh, do you want to announce the the birthday plus VF, BFCM deal that we're doing? Yeah, I know we talked about it. I don't know what the final offer is. So spill the beans. I'm excited about this. Okay, so Chase and I were on the phone the other day. He was like, he was like, hey, uh, you know, uh, next Friday is Black Friday. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you know, Black Friday is my birthday. I'm like, yeah. And he was like, how about, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Alex in my inbox. It was just the stars aligned. And Alex in my inbox. But he was saying like, because it's both of those things, why don't we run the Black Friday sale, um, but also make it a birthday sale on Alex? So, I mean, that's going to be an email that you're, you're if you're watching on Thursday, you're going to get it tomorrow. But yeah. we might as well just tell you now. You know what I mean? Like people who are watching this video right now, maybe we just put it in the description. People can get a, a sweet ass discount. So like normally the price of the program is $9.97 as Copy MBA. It's the, the program that Chase and I founded and started and built together about a year ago yeah. in September of 2022. It's a banger. We have over 3,000 students that are, they're not all making money because some of them are just serial course buyers and just buy shit to make themselves feel better. But a lot of people are making money. Hundreds, I would say. Um, and there's a handful in there that are making like multi six figures. Like my best student right now has gone through copy MBA. He started in April and he's now making 40 plus thousand dollars a month, Same. which is insane. Um, there's a couple other killers too, between like 15 and 25 K a month, which is great. Um, and so it's just cool to see like kind of what's, what's happening, um, with everybody that goes to this program. Like I said, it's usually 97. It's not for black Friday for black Friday. It's going to be 497 because it's also Chase's birthday deal. So it's like practically half off. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I think it's like 50% off. Yeah. So, and like, we don't usually do discounts on copy MBA because we don't really push it that much outside of like a few different opportunities and uh, channels that we have. Um, but like, this is straight up, like, we're not going to do it cheaper than this. Like, this is not like a sales tactic we're doing right now. Like we're not going to do it cheaper than this straight up. So if you're watching this and you want to snag it for literally 50% off, like 500 bucks off, then I would say go and do that now. Sick. Um, All right. We'll include yeah. the link in the, in the video description. Hell yeah. And look at right. Alex. Thanks Chase. And if, if, um, if people don't see this until later, then, then happy birthday, bro. Appreciate you, man. That was a good one. Yeah. All right. See you later. Bye.